Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. Today I have decided to do a solo podcast. I actually tried to record um, a solo podcast a few weeks ago but Zoom which I record my podcasts on was just not playing ball with me so it didn't end up working. So here we are, I'm doing it again and what I've decided to do during this podcast episode is sort of kind of update you guys on my prep so far but in reference to how the improvement season I took, that being a very extended improvement season, has had such a positive impact on my prep this season and my ability to keep going despite it being a little bit of a crazy one and one that has presented many obstacles itself. Um, And hopefully you guys will be able to take something away from that. You know that I'm a massive advocate of the improvement season. It is so important from a health perspective, from the perspective of bringing a better physique every time you step on stage. It's beneficial mentally. And I will go into quite a bit of that during this podcast as well. So I actually started prep in February, as many of you will know. And um, at that point, the coronavirus was not a thing. We were training in the gym. Everything was pretty normal and pretty stable. And prior to starting that prep, prep I was very very ready for it I had just taken 17 to 18 months out of prep prior to actually starting this prep in the first place so that's not just 17 to 18 months between the last time I competed and this time that's 17 to 18 months out of a calorie deficit that I took Um, and during that time obviously I was striving to progress with my training performance push for progressive overload build new muscle tissue make sure my health was in a good place. I regained my menstrual cycle relatively quickly. I had a regular menstrual cycle throughout that improvement season. I made sure that my mental health was in a good place. I spent time living life away from prep and doing things which you might not have quite as much time for during a contest prep. Obviously ate out with friends and family, enjoyed myself um, and progressed the business as well, which I'm still doing right now to be fair, like prep doesn't really have an impact on my business as such. So yeah, I spent 17 to 18 months out of a calorie deficit and honestly it has paid off massively and it's probably one of the best decisions I have made in my competitive career yet and anybody that is thinking about taking an improvement season or ming and ahhing about whether they should do so I would highly recommend it and extended improvement seasons definitely definitely have their place if you have a lot of improvements to make yourself and by the time I actually step on stage this season it will have been over two years since I last actually stepped on stage. So it's been a very long time. It feels kind of bizarre, but I'm also very excited because it's been so long. So yeah, I felt very ready to start prep when I did so in February. And when the coronavirus hit and we had to train at home and conditions weren't quite as optimal, I still was able to push through that because I was so ready to start this prep and I was so determined. I had my heart so set on 2020 to be the year that I returned to the stage that I almost had the mindset of I'm not going to let anything stop me here. So when all of that happened, my my ability to execute my protocols didn't waver and 
I was very determined that it wasn't going to get in my way. So I did continue to prep through the coronavirus. For the first few weeks of training at home, I was literally training with like, I was doing hip thrusts with a broomstick with a kettlebell on either end. Um, I was doing resistance band leg extensions, which were occluded. Same with hamstring curls. Like it was all very creative, but that only luckily lasted for a few weeks before I managed to get my hands on some gym equipment for the garage. So at the time we pretty much turned the garage into a gym and training was pretty, pretty decent to be fair to say that we were training at home. I had a decent amount of load, well over enough than what I needed. So training was still very progressive during that period of time and I was able to create a really solid training stimulus. So that for me wasn't necessarily a problem through the quarantine or isolation period whatever you want to call it and I managed to get my hands on a bike for the home as well so I was doing my cardio on a bike at home and obviously doing my steps as normal my approach to nutrition has been tracking my macros throughout and it still is so what I I don't take the piss with it I do track extremely accurately I'm very meticulous I track everything at the back end of prep down to my veg my sauces my salt my water intake I'm extremely meticulous with it but I do track my macros and I do genuinely think that has huge benefits because at the end of the day having variety in your diet is really beneficial from a mental and physical health perspective it's going to be better for your digestion, your microbiome, and it's also going to be beneficial mentally because you know then that there are no foods off limits. Like if you really want something, you can have it. So you don't then build up that insane craving for certain foods and you don't start to label foods as good and bad and you don't develop that, that determinist restrictive thinking around food you don't want to get into the habit of like labeling foods as good foods and bad foods because that can turn into quite a negative relationship with food further down the line especially if you prep for a very long period of time because it's very difficult to reverse the thought processes that you develop through prep when prep is for such an extended period so that's one of the benefits of actually taking the approach of tracking your macros because it 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 just teaches you more about nutrition and you learn that there actually are no foods off limits as long as you're meticulous with it obviously contest prep it's it's an extreme goal you have to you can't take the piss with it you have to be meticulous um and i would always advise getting the majority of your calories from whole foods nutrient dense foods because that is good for your health and it's gonna increase the accuracy of your tracking so i would always recommend that i don't recommend filling your macros with pop tarts and ice cream that's not the point um and you still need to nail the basics such as making sure that you have a serving of protein with every meal throughout the day that you have a decent quantity of carbohydrate pre and post workout to fuel resistance training and performance it's not like you can throw all of that out the window but it's it still has its benefits to track your macros as long as you do those things and you don't take the piss with it 
Um, and some an approach that I sometimes take with some of my clients is I'll set their macros and give them an example meal structure so that they know how to hit those fundamentals and they know what they need to do in order to um, make sure that they're maximizing their progress whilst they have that flexibility. So that's sort of a middle ground approach somewhere in the middle between having a, a strict meal plan and tracking your macros because we don't want people to take the piss with it but we do want people to have variety in their diet and have flexibility because sticking to the same meals every single day day in and day out for six months is not not beneficial in my opinion from a health perspective both mental and physical um so cardio has mostly been on the bike like i said whilst we were in quarantine or lockdown whatever you want to call it I bought a bike for the house so I was using that and since we've gone back to the gym what I've been doing is I've been doing my cardio still on a spin bike in the morning on a training day and then on a rest day I've been going to the gym and doing my cardio on a Stairmaster because I do prefer the Stairmaster the bike absolutely kills off my quads and I find it really boring um but for me at the moment I'm staying at my mum's and it's like a 45 minute drive to the gym so I can't afford I haven't got enough time in the day to drive 45 minutes to the gym for my resistance training 45 minutes back and then do the journey again just for my cardio on a training day so that's why I'm doing my cardio on a spin bike on a training day first thing in the morning fasted and then later in the day I'm going to train one of once I've had a few meals inside of me and I would always recommend trying to split your resistance training and cardio up if you can um, and the reasons for that is there can potentially be some interference effect between the adaptations to uh, resistance training and cardio if you do them directly after each other so if you do your resistance training and then straight away you go on to cardio there can sometimes be an interference effect between the adaptations of the two and I don't know about you guys but like when I go into a resistance training session and I know that I've got cardio at the end of that session I just absolutely dread it so and if I did that after legs I just I, I have nothing left in me after legs so I can't imagine doing a cardio session after that so I much prefer to separate the two sessions and that's something that I advise my clients to do as well obviously on a rest day it doesn't matter so much because you're not training so you can't do a post-workout so it doesn't matter what time of day you do it but on a training day I would always advise separating resistance training and cardio wherever you can bearing in mind your priority is to protect your resistance training performance in order to retain the muscle tissue which you have and prevent any interference effect between the adaptations um, of the two different styles of training so that's the thought process behind that um, but like I said I do much prefer the Stairmaster I find it much more fun maybe I shouldn't be saying that but I do genuinely find it much more fun and I was actually saying to Cal my coach the other day it's um it's more fun in a way because the Stairmaster at our gym is kind of on a higher level so you can almost people watch whilst you're doing your cardio and that's always entertaining so um that just makes it a bit more fun and the environment at Ultraflex is obviously amazing so that makes a difference even for cardio as opposed to doing it on my spin bike in the morning in my mum's kitchen so there's a bit of a difference in the atmosphere there for sure um 
and yeah I've thoroughly enjoyed being back at the gym being back at Ultraflex it's just amazing like I said the atmosphere is just on another level and being surrounded by people who also work incredibly hard and have big goals and do this sport for the right reasons is just an absolute game changer um and having friends in there it's at the end of the day the gym for a lot of us is not just a place which we go to train it's also a, a social element of our lives as well so that for me is huge and it's i i love being social i love being around people so i just i will never take the gym for granted ever again and i'm sure a lot of people are the same in that respect and it's nice to train with people every now and again as well so it's just been incredible and actually i've still been progressing my training performance with some movements some movements i am now just hitting maintenance especially like my rowing movements i currently have a rib injury so I'm having to work around that and be really careful. So with some movements, I'm just being cautious. I'm making sure that my form and execution is absolutely on point and I'm just hitting maintenance because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to grow muscle tissue right now. I'm just trying to retain what I've got and avoid making my injury worse. And just to explain to you guys what I think I have done to my rib area, I've spoken to Aaron from Mofo Body Mechanics about this. He is a very clever um, osteopath. And um, what happened, it happened originally when I was doing a barbell Romanian deadlift and I had a belt on and the belt slipped halfway through a set when I was at the bottom of my RDL. And then I came up and I felt a pain in my right rib but I didn't really know what it was. And I just thought, oh, it would just be a bit of bruising. So I carried on the set. Obviously, when you're when you're mid-set with 120 kg on the bar, you don't want to just put it down. So I carried on the set and then afterwards it continued to hurt. And like I said, I thought, oh, it'll just be a bit of bruising and it'll go away on its own. So I just carried on as normal. And then three weeks later for it i think it's been four weeks now maybe maybe even a little bit longer so three or four weeks later it's still causing me pain it it's really restricting me whilst i'm posing so when i'm trying to twist around into my front pose it's really difficult for me to do that and get into that pose properly so at the minute it is it's really frustrating me to be completely honest with you because it's hindering my ability to pose it's making me feel awkward um, and it hurts sometimes when I do like any chest supported movements in the gym. So we've taken all of those chest supported movements out. Um, and I have been doing some exercises, which Aaron from Mofo Body Mechanics has given me. I've been doing those every single day. I've been doing some deep breathing, just trying to do everything that I can to manage the pain and help that heal. So um, it has started to get better 100%, especially now I've removed those chest supported movements because it was always the day after upper body that I was waking up in agony and then it would start to get better and then it would get worse again. So now I've removed those movements, touch wood, it will just continue to get better. And by the time show day comes, I'm just hoping I will be able to pose properly because that's probably the most painful thing actually at the moment. Like Training legs is absolutely fine because I'm just not doing anything where I'm loading that area. Um, and training most of upper body is absolutely fine as well. I'm just having to 
be selective with my exercises Callum's helped me manage that um and like I said it's just about retaining muscle tissue right now and retaining performance it's not about trying to build new muscle tissue so I'm just being cautious on any exercises which I where I do have to brace or I do have to use the muscles around that area because all the muscles around the rib area have sort of um tightened up because of that injury so um yeah as long as it gets better from now i'll be absolutely fine i'm just doing everything i can to manage it well there's nothing you can do about ribs anyway so you know it's not like i could get it fixed it doesn't work like that you just have to allow it time to heal so it's just giving it that time and hopefully over the next few weeks it will just continue to get better um and i will just continue to be as careful as i possibly can do so i also throughout this prep i had a four week diet break which i really think did me the world of good now during this diet break it wasn't like so when you when you imagine a diet break it's not like you just think oh i'll stack off my diet and just like not track and eat what i want that's not what this is a controlled diet break in like a competition prep scenario is where you bring food up to at least maintenance for the the duration of the diet break however long that may be it's usually at least a week um so you bring food up to at least maintenance it is controlled so i was still tracking my macros super accurately i was still weighing everything out i was still eating my normal foods still eating whole foods nutrient dense foods it was just that food was brought up to maintenance for that four week period and that i think helped me massively because since then i've been progressing really really well with fat loss and there are benefits to running refeeds and diet breaks as you guys will know it can counteract some of the the negative physiological adaptations which occur whilst you are dieting such as um it can help sort of uh, level out your hunger hormones again and it can help upregulate your metabolic rate a little bit so there are a lot of benefits to to refeeds and diet breaks it can also help with training performance of course it can give you a little bit of a boost psychologically because you've had that that mental reset you've had a little bit more food to play with so i felt really fresh after those four weeks and like i said since fat loss progress has been really really good and briefly after that it wasn't too long after that I started working with Callum that was at 10 weeks out and I am now just under three weeks out from the two bros British finals where I am competing in junior bikini and my high class as well I actually went to check in with Callum in person on saturday which was yesterday today is sunday which was really really good and we trained legs together which is going to be on the muscle mentors education portal that was recorded by hannah and it was a really really good leg session so if any of you are on the muscle mentors education portal you'll be able to see our leg session and um my in-person check-in so let me know what you think of that if any of you do watch it if any of you are on there but it was a really really good session and it was nice to see Callum in person as well um and that was actually after a two-day refeed which was really good so that two-day refeed it started as one high day after the first high day i dropped 1.6 pounds overnight so callan then gave me a second high day and after that sec second high day i woke up 
um, still lower than prior to the two high days, but I think 0.6 pounds heavier than when I dropped the whole 1.6 pounds. So my scale weight came up a little bit, but I looked fuller and tighter and leaner. My physique looked so much better after those two high days. So Callum has said there might be a few more high days coming this week, which is super exciting. And I feel like I'm in a good place for just under three weeks out. I definitely have a little bit more body fat to come off of my lower body. But I also know that um, I will drop some some water retention and inflammation as well in the last week or so prior to competing because I am using Yahimbine at the minute, which can cause water retention. So what we will do is we will pull Yahimbine out to just bring out a little bit more detail through my lower half because I can tell I'm retaining some water. I can see the imprints of uh, my leggings in my legs, which is how I know I'm retaining water and I can just feel it. And obviously I'm doing cardio every day at the minute. I'm obviously doing my steps on top of that and training. So there will be some inflammation there as well. And when we pull back on training volume and intensity a little bit or one or the other, towards the back end of prep and when we remove a little bit of cardio we remove some stress we remove the yahimbine then i will drop a little bit of water retention and more detail will come out then and my physique will come alive a little bit so i am really excited for that but like i said i do i do definitely think i've got a little bit more body fat to lose through my lower half because it's been a little bit more stubborn this year but it is definitely starting to come in the detail is starting to come through my glutes and hamstrings which is where all of us bikini girls want it to come from but it always seems to be the last place with a lot of people so for these last two weeks that's the main focus just making sure those glutes and hamstrings are where they need to be um and then i will pretty much be ready because my upper body is in for bikini it's it's well lean enough in my opinion and i think callum agrees with that so yeah just these last couple of weeks to get that lower half in um and then after the british finals i do plan to do alicante as well which is the 8th to the 12th of october so that's three or four weeks after the british finals and i'm really excited for that i said to callum i'm going to alicante if as long as they don't cancel my flights because of obviously they've announced that you have to quarantine when you get back things are still a little bit up in the air but the hope is to be able to do alicante and i'm going as long as they don't cancel my flights so that's the plan um and obviously the goal for me this season like the goal is my pro card i think that's the first time i've actually said it out loud on um a podcast or youtube or whatever the goal is for me to get my pro card but I'm not the type of person to expect it to be handed to me. And I'm not bitter either. You know, if I, if I don't get my pro card first time around, it is what it is. I need to take on board the feedback that I'm given and come back better so that I can eventually achieve that goal. And I know that I can, like I have the work ethic to be able to do it. And I do think I have the potential to be able to do it. It's just a case of working and refining my physique, my posing, my stage presence to make sure that I am where they want me to be and in line with the IFBB criteria. So um, what we will do is we'll just do this show the British finals, see what happens, see what the outcome of that show is, take on board any feedback which I get. And then if I don't get my pro card at that show, I will then go on to either do the Ben Weeder a few weeks later, or I will go on to do the pro 
qualifier in Alicante. Um, and if I did happen to get my pro card earlier than Alicante, I would do Alicante as my first pro show just to see how I look on stage, get feedback and find out where I need to improve going into the pro league. So that's sort of my plan of action going forwards. And then we'll take it from there. Like if um, I still need to keep going after Alicante, I feel like I can. And I was saying this to Callum, like, the thing is because I took such a long improvement season and this is one of the benefits of that, I feel I still feel very mentally and physically ready to push. So I, I still feel fresh. I don't feel like I'm dragging my arse around 24-7. I don't feel like I'm mentally really struggling. And this is a big contrast to the end of my 2018 prep. And the end of my 2018 prep, bear in mind, I had prepped for three years back to back. So I felt so ready for an improvement season then. And I was just you just know when you're done basically and you need a break and at the end of 2018 I was done and I needed a break there's no way I could have carried on competing whereas right now I still feel fresh I still feel ready to push and I feel very determined and um ready to keep my foot on the gas essentially I said to Callum I'll do whatever you need to, me to do right now like I feel great so I will continue to push for for my goals this season until I feel like it is um time for me to pull back and I will know because I've experienced that before you know mentally or physically or both when you get to that point you know you know when you're there and you need to pull back and if my physique starts to fade then we will we will enter an improvement season and pull back but right now I'm very fresh I'm ready to chase my goals and um yeah there's nothing that could stop me right now um other than if my rib gets worse but I'm just it's you know I'm managing it and it is getting better so hopefully things will just continue to improve from there um but that is my plan of action and like I said that is just classic example where I'm at right now is just I've managed to prep since February and I still feel fresh and in my opinion that is in a large part down to the improvement season that I took and that has put me in this position both mentally and physically it's also down to managing this prep in a smart way so I did take the four-week diet break when the shows were pushed back if I didn't take that reset I probably wouldn't feel so fresh right now so that's another reason to be smart about your prep and recognize that it's not always just doing more and eating less that will get you closer to your end goal you have to be smart and you want your physique to be peaked on time you don't want to just keep driving yourself into the ground be ready far too early and then your physique start to fade after that so again just another example of why it's important to to manage your prep in a smart way and implement things like refeeds and diet breaks when they are necessary um and take improvement seasons when they are necessary because believe me i was done in by the end of my 2018 prep and i i think i could have looked better in 2018 if i had taken a longer improvement season you know when you go into a prep and you sort of you your head isn't fully in it and you question whether you should have taken an improvement season that was me at the start of 2018 and in hindsight looking back I wish I had taken this long improvement season then but I didn't and the outcome of 2018 was great you know like I I won junior bikini with the PCA I then went on to win the overall with the PCA 
I had a great year. I then went on to do two bros and placed third. It was fantastic. I got, a, I got some great experience and some great placings. And I was so proud of myself for following that prep through. However, I think it could have been even better if I had taken a necessary improvement season then. And like I said, I did feel as though I was going to, into that prep with my head half in it. Whereas this prep, I have been all in the entire time. There hasn't been a single doubt in my mind whether this prep has been right for me or not. It's just been right the entire time. And it's felt, it, I've not questioned whether I should be doing it once. Like it's just felt right. And you know when something feels right and you just know it's what you should be doing. That's what this prep has been. So um, I put that largely down to my improvement season. And that is one of the reasons I would encourage you guys to do that. And like I said, I was able to, I have actually lost my menstrual cycle now. I will be honest with you guys. I always do through prep at some point, but I didn't lose it until quite a while into the prep. And the goal will be to regain it as quickly as possible post prep. Um, so that's another advantage of the improvement season. Like I didn't lose my menstrual cycle until pretty late in the prep, whereas previously it's been earlier on for me and um, I'm still progressing with my training performance. Again, I put that largely down to the improvement season that I've talked and how fresh and ready I was going into this prep. I had a solid love for training. My health was in a good place. I got my thyroid sorted out um, and yeah, it, it just had so many benefits. And the reason I'm banging on about this is because everyone's always so impressed by like shreds and um, things that look good on social media. Everyone loves it when you're close to stage lean, like you get so much interaction and things like that. And I think it can be so easy to get carried away with that and carried away with the glam of show day and the itch to compete year after year and show after show, when in reality, the improvements that I've made are all down to the improvement season that I took. The prep has just revealed those improvements. It is where the body fat is removed. And yes, the prep is something to be proud of 100%. But the progress that I will have made between my 2018 physique and this physique are down to the improvement season that I took. It's not down to the prep. So don't get carried away in seeing people in prep and thinking, oh, so if I prep, like that's how my physique is going to look. It's like, no, you have to put the work in during your improvement season first to be able to reveal that physique and to be able to prioritize your health as much as possible through the prep as well um, and to be able to come out of the other end in a good place mentally and physically. So, yeah. The improvement season is what will result in the improvements I've made, not the prep itself. But that being said, you know, this prep has been a great one. I know I'm in great hands working with Callum. He has been amazing these last, I think it's been seven weeks that I've been working with Callum so far. So have been really, really enjoying that. Um, and it's, you know, work's going great as well. I absolutely love what I do. And I'm so grateful for all of my clients for just providing me with the opportunity to be able to coach them because I genuinely love it. And it makes my day when I get their check-ins through, get their feedback through, seeing them progress and um, being able to positively contribute to their lives and improve their quality of life. Like just literally, it means so much to me. So I'm very grateful to my clients as well for um, making my life enjoyable at the end of the day. So yeah, I'm currently 
um, in a really good place from a lot of different perspectives. And I'm actually moving into a new flat of mine soon. I'm literally waiting on the final date. So there's a lot of exciting things happening, but I will wrap that up there. If anybody has any questions whatsoever, please do not hesitate to reach out. And if anybody, if you guys would like to see more solo podcasts in the future, please let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to know what type of podcasts you prefer. I want to know if you have any requests for specific topics you would like covered or specific guests you would like on the podcast i have got um a guest coming up this week so you will have a guest podcast next monday um and they should be up every monday from now on i did miss one last week actually because um i just had a mental week traveling so things were a bit hectic then but i'm back on it so if anybody has any requests or anything like that for specific podcasts or content or youtube content i am getting back on it so yeah Keep me updated, guys, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening.